1: Thanks for joining us. This is Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray. Today, he is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. You can find Kevin online at insightfolios.com. Click the Listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show. That's Insight Folios. Com. We're going to tap into Kevin's 28 plus years of experience navigating through the financial and retirement worlds today. Kevin, I'm looking forward to chatting with you about lots of good topics on today's program. How have you been?
2: I've been pretty good, Walter. 28 years of experience makes me a little sluggish today, I think. <laughs> well,
1: that's all right. You've 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 earned uh, the right to be a little sluggish from time to time when you've been doing this for so long, right?
2: Yeah. It's not a lot of come secondhand anymore, but 28 years just makes it sound like a long time, which it is, right?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, not a lot of people can say that they they've done something, like one thing, for 28 years anymore. I mean, we're just not in a society or a world anymore where people have longevity in anything, whether it be a job or living in one house. You know, people move around a lot more often these days. I mean, especially, I guess, sort of my my generation, we tend to bounce around to different things a lot more. Short attention spans, maybe, to blame. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, things have definitely changed, you know. Especially, you know, the homes. You know, if you work for, you know, a big corporation, you're liable to move from one city to a next, you know, and then that's just part of the planning nowadays. That just happens. Where before, you, you know, you worked for a big corporation, you were there for the rest of your life, it seemed like, but it's not that way anymore. Like you said,
1: do we just think uh, that like millennials are more comfortable? With change, I guess it's a different uh, depends on the lens through which you view it, right? Oh, millennials are more comfortable with change. That's like the positive way of saying, uh, "Hey, you millennials, you know, can't commit to anything, and you bounce around all over
2: the time." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. I never thought of that. Well, I'm going to use that, Walter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all about your perspective and and what yeah. lens you view things through. That's for sure.
2: But you know, when you're younger, you're you're typically more flexible. So it yeah. kind of goes with every generation, right? But, but that's uh, what you
1: would think. Maybe we're yeah. just staying flexible longer than other generations. Maybe <laughs> I
2: don't
1: know. we'll uh, see. Sometimes the uh, comparison of generations gets to be somewhat divisive. When you know, hey, we're just a little different than you guys, but. Uh. Yeah. This
2: is funny, and my dad listens all the time, so he'll get a kick out of this. I keep calling him grandpa now, his oh. grandpa, because he's got his grandpa's <laughs> views now, right?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. you know how
2: you, you hear it from your parents. Well, we all become generation. our parents
1: eventually, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, so I said, you moved into the grandfather's spot, I moved into the dad's spot. We're moving.
1: There you go. Uh, it's one of my favorite commercial campaigns. Although I, now I can't remember who. Maybe it's Geico or somebody. Where they we can't stop you from becoming your parents, but we can help you do X, Y, Z on insurance or something like that. And It's you know the 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 thirty somethings and he's starting to become just like his dad after they buy a house and you know what what mower are you using? You know oh what are you guys yeah. doing? You know that kind yeah of. this is solid solid woodwork here. What what kind of wood is this? You
2: yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that stays in place, right? We become our parents. <laughs> yeah,
1: very true. Well, we have uh, great show on the way today we're going to talk about do-it-yourself financial planning when is it good to kind of take on that diy mentality and when might you want to hire out some help for certain elements of your financial life. We're going to talk about safe money. What does that really mean? Why is that an important buzzword in the financial realm? And we're also going to answer, of course, some of your questions on today's show. But to kick us off with a little bit of fun this week, we have a fun fact of the week. And since the uh, election is going to be dominating headlines for the next 14 or 15 months here, Kevin, I thought we would get a little fun fact here that's got a little bit of a uh, politics relation to it. Did you know that you're more likely to become president... Than you are to win the lottery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> those are both big odds for me, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: that almost doesn't sound accurate, but no, uh, it does.
2: It. I'm thinking about that for a second. I paused as you said that. Yeah,
1: I guess the pool of people who can become president is actually relatively small, right? Because you've got age restrictions and you know nationality restrictions and yep. those kinds of things. So the entire population isn't qualified to win, and you also only have one entry. To become president, whereas technically with the lottery, you could still buy extra tickets, which actually should improve your odds, but so can everybody else.
2: So can never. That's exactly right. And and remember too, if you don't win the lottery, you still got to have a backup plan, right?
1: That's right. Yes. And if you don't
2: become president, you still got to have a backup plan. Yeah. So
1: they have some similarities yeah. between them yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought that was kind of an interesting one to throw out there. More likely to be president than win the lottery. So if you're thinking of winning the lottery, maybe you have better luck of trying to be you know get into politics and become the president. Oh, maybe geez, re- rethink your lottery plans. Right.
2: I wouldn't wish that on anybody. <laughs> can you imagine running for president nowadays? At all the scrutiny they do nowadays. And, you know, oh yeah. my
1: gosh. Who Knows and just fast forward another ten or fifteen years, and what they're going to be drudging out of people's pasts and social media and browser histories and all sorts of stuff.
2: Oh, uh, things we can't even fathom right now. What's going to happen, you know, as far as technology goes, and what they're going to yep. pull out and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it'd who,
1: be tough. Who knows what we're saying today that will be extremely yeah. offensive ten or fifteen years from now? That'll get us, you know, blacklisted for the rest of our lives. Oh yes, oh yes. So uh, it's an interesting time, that's for sure. Well, uh, let's move into that conversation about do-it-yourself financial planning, Kevin, because you know I think people love DIY projects a lot of the time. Now there's some of us who may prefer to never do anything ourselves and hire <laughs> everything out. But, you know, there's a DIY network where you can watch shows about home renovation, landscaping or interior design. And there's just all sorts of things in the, uh, you know, in that DIY realm. And people will try and do some of these things without professional help. Uh, I want to talk about the DIY mentality and retirement planning. And when you come across somebody who doesn't have a financial advisor, they're in this DIY realm, what do you find are their reasons for taking that DIY approach?
2: Well, I don't know if you remember my story, uh, Walter, but when I was thirteen or fourteen, I uh, used to sell night colors up here in Pinconning, and I would make quite a bit of money. And that started my approach as far as saving towards, re- in, you know, retirement, and even at that early age. So when I come across people, you know, like I was, they were interested in it. They started early in it. You know, they took the time to get some education in it. And it just become fun for them like it did me. That eventually became my career. But I think the people that do-it-yourselfers are the people who like to get their hands dirty, like to get in there, like to, you know, do their own research, you know, come up with some scenarios. And typically those people that I run across that are good do-it-yourselfers i have one thing in common, Walter. They usually have some sort of spreadsheet that takes everything to, to an effect, and some guys will even go way out there. And, uh, Doug, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. you go going to the nth degree. <laughs> I call him the mad scientist. You're calling <laughs> um, out Doug on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, but I will say But Doug is, he came into the office, and he he was kind of a do-it-yourselfer, and he had all these things, spreadsheeted out, did a great job, and and he just involved from day one, you know? So that's the the people I see that are usually like that. They have that thing in common, is they like to get involved, roll their sleeves up, and do some research, some education, and, you know, do a lot of spreadsheets.
1: Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, So some people just like pulling their their sleeves up and getting into the nitty and gritty of it. Uh, If somebody has been managing their money by themselves, Kevin, what are some of the the triggers that then all of a sudden cause them to come in for a visit with an advisor like you? Because that's what it sounds like you have happened from time to time.
2: Yeah, we do. And there's usually a couple of triggers, Walter, that come into to my mind. And one is, you know, they've been working for the last 30, 40 years, whatever it happens to be, and they've been growing their account. Now, you got to realize they're the hero in this story because they literally started at zero when they started working, and they grew their 401K, their 403B, whatever account it is, to a large sum of money. And now all of a sudden they realize they're four or five years away from retirement. And guess what? They need income. So they're thinking, what do I do for income? I've been good at saving. I've been good at, you know, accumulating, but now I need income. So they've been managing their money for many, many years. And all of a sudden the realization comes on, the light bulb comes on, I'm going to retire. Now I need to figure out How am I going to get a paycheck for the rest of my life? They've done a really good job on growth, but now instead of needing growth, they need income. So the focus has changed. So there's two things that come to mind here. Investing for growth is different than investing for income, and both take different types of planning. Think of it, Walter, just like kids. As your kids get older, your parenting has a change also. So the same thing goes along in this. As you get older, as you get closer to retirement, your needs are going to change, your goals are going to change, and so you have to change with it. And change sometimes is what? The big obstacle for people. They don't like to, you know, they hate change, they hate to get involved in change, but you have to. You have to change with the times.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about that with the generations, right? Who likes yeah. change, who doesn't, and uh, it can get all the way down to the individual level. Certainly, points people in different directions. There, can you give us, uh, you know, some other examples of times where you've worked with a do-it-yourselfer and were able to point out some flaws that maybe were in their thinking and, and help them avoid a mistake they were going to make?
2: Oh yeah, well, a person comes to mind. Soon as you said that, this person was all about taking risk, and I mean lots of risk. You know, he thought, you know, I'm going to be all in stocks, but not necessarily so much in blue chip stocks, you know, we're going to be in emerging growth stocks. And he had like 60% of his money stuck in those particular ones and and quite a bit in small company stocks. And he's all about taking a lot of risk because as he said it, I'm looking for a big reward. Well, you know, that's exactly what happens. You either get a big reward or guess what? You get a big downturn, right? So I started talking about diversification to him. How it could help him give him a better chance, you know, of reaching his goals. And we started with the diversification story starts like this, you know, by adding certain asset classes into your portfolio, such as small cap stocks, large cap stocks, mid cap stocks, real estate, you know, bonds and those types of things. It actually lowers your risk, but it can, if done correctly, increase what's called your expected return. So, in other words, by, you know, doing some diversification, you can lower your risk and increase your returns possibly and it's because all of your investments aren't correlated what i mean by that is when the market goes good when the emerging market went good for him all his accounts went up but when they didn't go good they all went down you can't have that you want to take that roller coaster effect out of investing and that's what diversification does to you so but when the market goes down you know all your accounts are taking a huge hit like that. You want, you want to smooth that right out. And that's what diversification did for him. And he came around to the, you know, the mindset, all that made sense to him. He dug into it a little bit and he adopted that. And he's been doing good ever since.
1: Let's broaden it back out a little bit here to kind of wrap up the, uh, the conversation, Kevin, if you're just joining us, we're talking about doing it yourself when it comes to financial planning, why people take the DIY approach, but why also sometimes they do seek professional help. What would you say are some of the most common retirement planning mistakes that people make, When they're trying to handle it all themselves, where do you usually see the most trip ups happen?
2: Oh, uh, they try to time the market. That's an easy one. So you know you know what timing the market is Walter. I was just trying example. to
1: talk to somebody this morning about timing yeah. uh, not the stock market but the the housing market. We're thinking of refinancing yeah. because of the recent interest rate drops and things. And I was like, God, ah, but maybe I should wait a few months, see if it drops even more. and and then I caught myself and I was like, oh, there I go. It's that easy. I'm, I'm I talk to Kevin about this basically every week, and yet it's that easy for me to slip into doing it. And so it's it's got to be easy for somebody who's not necessarily you know talking to a great financial advisor every single day.
2: That, that's a great point because you know what emotions started creeping in right hey, I oh, think, maybe i, I can
1: think, save a little bit more yeah, or i can yeah, do this you
2: know? yeah and, and that's exactly what happens when people try to time the market they get all excited and usually they get all excited on what the news is good the market's at an all-time high again you know they hear that and then what happens is wow the market's at all time high it's going good i'm gonna get in and guess what you're getting it in a high and then when the market goes down emotions come right back into it market goes down big time like it did in December and guess what happens you get all panicky now emotions come flowing back in and you get out as the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do you're supposed to buy low and sell high and you cannot time the market you know it's just invest invest regularly dollar cost average go into the market and forget about it because this is what is called a long term investment so keep that in the back of your mind now was a good example Walter we go through things every single week um you know like do-it-yourselfers or you know, diversification and all these things come into play how do they help you how do they enhance your own particular picture well that's what we do here at our office day in and day out we sit down with people just like you and we help you make good informed financial decisions based on your goals and your objectives so if you're sitting at home and you're, and you're getting close to retirement you're thinking well maybe I could use a second opinion give us a call it's that easy all you have to do is pick up the phone the marvelous MJ will pick up the phone she will send you the materials you need to bring in we will put you on a calendar and the hardest part for you is to come into the office here and we'll get that started for you so just give us a call it is that easy
1: all you have to do is pick up the phone and give a call to the number 888-885-PLAN. Call 888-885-PLAN. 7526. You can get in touch with Kevin and set up a time to meet for a complimentary financial review of your situation, or just ask some questions if you've got some on your mind about what you're going through financially, some of the questions about your own retirement plan that you might have. Maybe you're thinking of making that transition from doing it yourself into working with a professional. It's a transition that a lot of people make when they get close to retirement because you only get one shot at this part of the planning. You know, as you're living your life and going through your working years, you kind of get lots of little shots at at trying different investments, trying different strategies as you're accumulating wealth. But when it comes time to distribute all of that and live through retirement, you really want to get things right the first time around because often it's hard to recover from mistakes because you don't longer have uh, time on your side. So make sure you're making the right choices, doing the right things. If you need a second look at your financial plan and maybe need a professional touch, give Kevin a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888 885 7526. Kevin was born and raised in Pinconning Still has an office there, as well as one in Saginaw, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. Give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. And if you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin and the team, Marvelous MJ, will follow up with you to set you up with that time to meet. 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show, so stay with us. Walter Sorholt here alongside Kevin Ray on Simply Financial.
0: we believe it only takes three steps to build your financial future and that's it you shouldn't waste your time getting bogged down by complicated numbers and confusing financial products why worry with the minutiae three steps is all it takes step one you talk step two we act and step three here comes the fun part you relax. Come in for a visit with our team. We'll listen as you explain your needs, dreams, and desires. We'll then craft and implement a financial plan to achieve your goals. Don't worry, as life happens, we'll adjust your plan. All you have to do is take it easy. Don't make retirement harder than it should be. Schedule your visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We're only a phone call away. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together.
1: In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the... Anyone? Anyone? The Great Depression, passed the... Anyone?
0: anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray.
1: You're tuned in to Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray. He is your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. We always have a blast on this show, and Kevin and I are rocking and rolling once again here throughout the Tri-City. Uh, if you've got questions, Kevin hopefully will have some answers for you, and if he doesn't know the answer, he'll go find it out and help you out with your financial life and planning for retirement. The number to call to get in touch is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. Before we start talking about safe money, our next important topic to tackle on today's program, uh, and, and what that means, why that is so popular in the financial landscape, I want to tell you first a little bit about the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you've probably, I'm going to guess, already picked up a toolkit from Kevin and the team. If that's the case, you can you know, close your eyes for a few moments here and then, uh, you know, retune in a couple seconds later. Uh, If you have not gotten a Retirement Rescue Toolkit from Kevin... I do recommend that you do that today. Uh, what you're going to get in there, Kevin? Tell us all about it. I know books and reports and uh, all sorts of great information that you've packed into this great kind of starter kit for anybody getting into the retirement planning world.
2: Yeah, Walter, and you're right. We have given out lots of those every Monday morning. We go out and we try to mail them out uh, for people to request them. But you, you become
1: that, good friends with all the mail folks in town,
2: right? Well, they know me pretty well over there now. In fact, Charles over there's a postmaster, and he says, "You know, there's an easier way to do this," and he showed me the easier way to do it. So we we adopted it our in our office and we get them up pretty quickly now so but in that kit, like you said, we're going to give you a couple of books. One book's going to go through taxation, tax strategies, those types of things that we think you can implement now and help you down the road. So, you know, pay less in taxes and that automatically gives you more money to keep in your own pocket. The other one's going to be on simplicity. The plan we talk about every week, how you can make informed decisions, how you can tell if an investment is in your best interest or not. We'll go through that and how we use the simplicity process to kind of pick that out and, and give you numbers. What we call your retirement number. The other thing is, we will put a CD in there. We put some white papers in there, and guess what? They're all free. There are no costs and no obligation. And mm-hmm. if we don't come in on Monday morning, the post office people are kind of, uh, you know, disappointed. So see if you can help us out and order a kit.
1: Yeah, if you want to get your own retirement rescue toolkit, you can text us. Text the word kit, K I T, to the number three three two two two. You don't even have to talk to a live human if you don't want to. Just text the word kit. That's K I T. To the number 33222. So you're just going to put the word kit in the message as if you're texting a friend. And in the number, yeah, it's a short one, but you're going to text the number 33222. Two two two. What'll happen is you'll get a text right back from us with a link that you click on. Put in your information, and you'll get that toolkit uh, sent right to you. So it's a great way to get uh, some starter information as you're planning for retirement. Uh, this thing, uh, this toolkit's packed with lots of goodies, including an audio CD and uh, books and uh, presentations in there, and just covering some of the basic topics of retirement and financial planning. So one more time, text the word "kit" to the number three three two two two. And if you don't like to text. You can also just call Kevin directly at that number that we give throughout the show, 888-885-PLAN is that number, 888-885-PLAN. All right, as I said, safe money, Kevin, this is one of these buzzwords in the financial world that anybody who's kind of getting into that retirement phase of life, close to it, planning for it, you're going to be introduced to this term. The interesting thing about it, though, Kevin, is that uh, different people have different definitions of the term safe money as it relates to their savings. So I'm curious, what are some of the different ways that you see people defining that term?
2: Well, I can tell you how I define it. Would that help?
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. That would work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: Because everybody's, you know, everybody's different. But my opinion, it was really only a few places that I would call safe money.
1: You're you're being a politician and dodging my question. I see what you're
2: doing there. I'm getting in the mode, right? (laughs) that's right. (laughs) But it's funny you ask that, because in our simplicity plan, the plan that we put together for people, we categorize money in two different ways, and we're going to use the picture of a tree to illustrate it. So the bottom part of the tree are the roots of the of the tree, which is what we call below ground investments, and these investments. Do you mean are, the
1: roots of the tree? Yeah, what, the roots. What is Good a size. what is a roots? Oh, the ruts.
2: Did I say ruts? <laughs> I'm talking like my dad. said so I'm turning into my dad now. I was like, we must
1: be getting, you know, real small town Michigan now. <laughs> the, the, the ruts. The ruts, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just picking on you.
2: All right, that's all right. That's all right.
1: You, you always get the chance to pick on me each week, so much so that a listener was concerned. You told me last week that, that I got picked on maybe too much by you, yeah. so you— he was like, Is is Walter okay? Is yeah. you know, you, you always throw those math questions at him, and that poor guy never gets them right.
2: So. <laughs> uh, fair f- you know, fair play now, right? <laughs> Turnabouts, fair play. Yeah, That's, yeah, right. There you go. That's right.
1: That's right. Sorry, continue.
2: But the, the roots <laughs> <laughs> is what we call below ground investments, and they have a couple of things in common here. So first, if you have what we call below ground investments, or safe money is what we equivalent them to, is that their FDIC insured or they're in a credit union which has their own, you know, insurance called N-C-U-S-I-F. So, something happens to that bank, something happens to that credit union, they go under, then you're made whole, right? There's an insurance there to make you whole. Number two is what what I would say is a government bond, like a treasury bill or some sort of government savings bond like double E's. Again, they're backed by the full faith of the U.S. government, so they're pretty doggone safe. And there's another one called fixed annuities. Now notice I said fixed annuities. They're also backed two different ways. First, you have the claims paying ability of the insurance company, which is usually pretty good for most of these insurance companies. And second, each state has what's called a state guaranteed fund. So the insurance companies have to participate in these guaranteed funds. And on the Michigan side, it's up to $250,000 per insurance company. So if your money's in any three of those places and something happens to it, there's something standing behind it to make you whole. And that's what I would call safe money, um, Walter. And I know people get, you know, um, invitations in the mail all the time, you know, hey, come learn about safe money or you hear it on the radio. But there's really only three places as far as I can see that it really is considered safe money.
1: All right. So you kind of have your definition of it. Other people are bringing kind of their own interpretations of safe money to the table. So I, I'm going to guess I know the answer to this next question, but do most people then have an accurate understanding of how much safety and risk are you know, really in their portfolio? I'm going to guess no, based on the fact that they often will have a different definition than maybe you do.
2: Right. No. And, and normally they, they don't have an idea what they're how much risk they're taking you know they gauge it by how well they've done versus the risk that they're taking so here's a common mistake somebody will come into the office and i'll look at their investments and they'll have a 2025 fund and i said well how come you pick that why is the 2025 fund well they said well i'm going to retire in a few years so i thought that would be the way to go here's the problem with 2025 funds or those target date funds as they call them You may have one 2025 fund that has 70% stocks and 30% bonds, and another 2025 fund from a different investment company that's maybe 50% stocks, 50% bonds. So they're all different across the board. And some people, Walter, uh, even after 2008, believe that if they have a bond account inside there, that it's safe and it's without risk. All we have to do is look back to 2008, 2009, and all we have to do is look in the state of Michigan. If you had a GM bond, guess what? You weren't very happy. Or if you had a city of Detroit bond, you weren't happy. Or if you've been investing for the last 10 years, guess what? You're pretty happy because you really haven't seen any downturns out there, have you? So get a good understanding on how much risk you're taking in your portfolio. Make sure it's suitable or make sure it's in your best best interest as far as, you know, the risk that you're taking. So be, get involved in that decision making.
1: It's a great point, Kevin. If you're just joining us, we're talking about safe money in the financial world, what it means, why it's an important term to realize. It's a really important term for retirees and folks approaching that phase of life to understand. Uh, well, let's get back to the root of the problem here, Kevin. Why do you think so many people are misinformed about the safety of their s- savings? Why is there so much misinformation about it out there?
2: if we think about it, most people really haven't sat down and taken the time to understand how their investments are put together. You know, there's something called standard deviation. That's going to give you an idea on how much risk you're in your portfolio. So if we look at the number of standard deviation for the S&P 500, for example, because that's what everybody compares it to, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15. And then there's something called expected return. So if you're taking a certain amount of risk, you should get an expected return, meaning that for this, uh, you know, that level of risk somewhere down the road, long term, you should have a certain number or certain rate of return on that. What most people tend to forget, though, is this is long-term. And Peter Lynch once said something that really stuck with me. This is a long time ago. He said, know what you own and know why you own it. And I think the misinformation is there. People really don't know what they own or why they own it. And there's there's this great separation in there saying, well, it's easy. I'm just going to pick this 2025 fund. I'm going to pick this 2030 fund. Or I'm going to look at my account sheets or at my balance sheets or at my statements. And I'm going to see... Which one did better last year and I'm gonna go with that one. That's not the way to go. You need diversification, you need a plan to get you on track that'll tell you how much risk you need to take and you need to get involved in your decision making.
1: Well Kevin, to put a bow on the conversation here, you know I like to ask for examples all the time. Can you tell us about a client that maybe came in uh, needing some more safety in their portfolio and how you were able to help and, and also how how you know give us a tangible idea how were they allocated before they came in? And what kind of changes did you suggest?
2: Yeah, uh, the person we talked about earlier, Walter, we had, I think it was, I can't remember for sure, but it was either 60 or 70% of all of his money, his allocation, in emerging market funds, which are very, very risky. And and that standard deviation that we just talked about is probably close to 30. So it's very risky. So we sat down. And I said, we need to diversify your portfolio one. And the reason that diversification helps is because it lowers your risk. By adding different asset classes in there, it's going to lower your risk. So with him, when he looked at his statement, it was either feast or famine. He was happy when the emerging market account was going up, but he was what? He was miserable when it was going down. So we talked about diversification. We added some small cap stocks. We added, you know, the diversification, like we showed some bonds and some other stocks and real estate and those types of things. We lowered his risk. We smoothed the ride out because guess what? The market still goes up and down. And we didn't want him getting whipsawed anymore like he was doing because most of his money was just in one asset so diversification was key for him he understood it he took it to heart and he went forward and he's been a happy camper ever since so we're talking about planning for retirement how do you tell if you're taking on too much risk or you don't have enough enough risk do you have diverse the the diversification that you're looking for it's simple give us a call come on into the office we'll sit down with you the marvelous mj puts you on the calendar I will personally sit down with you and go through your scenario and come up with a personalized plan that's just tailored just for you. Your goals, your aspirations, your ideas, your bucket list things that you want incorporated in there, and that's the starting point. And it's that easy, so just give us a call.
1: Again, the number to dial is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. We hope you get a lot of great information and education on this program each and every week. But if you ever want to dive in a little bit further, talk about your particular situation, because obviously we can only cover the basics on the radio since we don't know all the details about you. Uh, but if you ever want to get deeper, uh, give Kevin Ray a call. You can do that again at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888-885- 885 7526. You can call now if you get the voicemail. Leave a quick message. No big deal. And uh, the marvelous MJ will follow up with you to set up a time to meet and chat with Kevin about these things. He is local. We do have an 800 number, but you should know that Kevin is local. Offices in Pinconning and in Saginaw as well. You can check him out online at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. And again, you can call 888 885 PLAN. That's 888 885. 7526 still more to come on today's show including answering some of your questions around the corner so stay tuned simply financial it's getting to know you time well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on Simply Financial. This portion of the show each week, we throw kind of a fun, random, different type of question at Kevin to get to know his personality a little bit better. And uh, instead of pulling something bizarre off the shelf, Kevin, like your favorite superheroes or what superpower you'd have if you could fly around or do something crazy like that, let's go. Uh, let's just go kind of normal here. Why pinconning? You know, I say on the show all the time, you're born and raised in pinconning, you still live here, you've made it your home, you work here. Why? Why have you uh, made this your home for so many years and uh, basically your whole
2: life? Well, it's a small town feeling, right? And it is a small town. And I, like you say, I was born and raised here. If you go into any of the stores here in Pincon, you go into Valley's Meat Market. By the way, uh, they're open. So go, go back into Valley's Meat Market. Louie and Judy are in there. They always have a smile on their face. They're always welcoming you. The people know you. They ask you, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, how's the family? If you go into Frank's Hardware, Steve and Art do the same thing. They're both from pink hunting you go down to randy's same thing in linwood you go to beason's market and pink hunting there too ron and sue same way how you doing i haven't seen you in a well. while how's the family it's just that small town feeling we care we know one another and it's kind of like uh it's fun it's always been fun for me to you know to be raised here born here i know everybody i think we talked about this before i like to walk around town during the lunch so there's certain times i can walk Ah, uh, for a long way, and there's certain times I can't, depending on how many people are out and about. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hey, MJ, how you doing? When when we walk around town, it's just a friendly, good place to be. Good values, and you just know everybody, and everybody cares. I think that's a that's a good explanation of that.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Listen to you just name dropping everybody all around town.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we know one another, right? We grew up as his kids together you know and we're still here so I'm just not the only one so it's a good town
1: the one thing I love about uh, doing this show with you Kevin is it you are on the air just like you are off the air right it's not a persona like when we when we chat before the shows and you know converse away from the microphones being turned on you're the same person and so I can see you walking around town just being that same sort of effervescent you know very positive positive person so it's no surprise that you've gotten to know everybody around town and I don't want to call you a social butterfly, but you, you kind of just seem to be just uh, you know that, that get along with everybody kind of guy. So,
2: well, it's it's easy to do in this town. Everybody's pretty much the same. So,
1: yeah, you can't no, be, no
2: superpower there. <laughs> you can't beat the
1: small town feel. That's for sure. Uh, you no, know, and we
2: and we try to keep that here too. Because you notice in the small town, they all have one thing in common, and that's service, right? Yeah, yeah. Because because they depend on your business, and we I know that too. If you go to the big box stores, that's all lost. And in the small towns, everybody you know appreciates your business. Everybody wants to you know do the best service they can for you and keep you coming back. And they just care about you; they really do.
1: The downside is everybody knows your business, but uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good it's, it's an okay trade off to then also get that level of service and, and 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 personal touch when you're when you're around. So I think I think most people from small towns um, and who enjoy living in the small town are okay with that trade off, right?
2: Yeah, you know that's funny too because I bought the building I am now about eight years ago. And I didn't even uh, sign the papers maybe a day or two earlier. And I was in the office, and the UPS guy came over and dropped off a package. I said, how would you know I was here? He goes, oh, I knew everything. So even he knew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like when we moved into our new house last, uh, last year. Now, not a small town, but we've moved to definitely like a much smaller, tighter, more mature neighborhood where, you know, everybody's kind of looking out for each other. It has that small town feel just even on our street. And it was really funny because we we really knew we had changed neighborhoods and changed locations when we were like, I don't know, a few hours late in pulling our trash can back, you know, back in from the street. And uh, a neighbor had pulled it in for us. And then uh, we saw a neighbor a couple of days after that. And they were saying, uh, yeah, did you guys go out of town or something? And I noticed that your your cars weren't around for a couple of days and, uh, you know, everything okay? Or, you know, just just, noticing little things about you, which, you know, you could go. Well, that's a little weird, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's great. People are looking out for us, and they yeah, care about exactly. each other, and we say yeah. hello and wave to each other, and you know, it's yeah. good stuff.
2: It's all good stuff, yes. Yeah,
1: very cool. Well, that's getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better, why he's stuck around in the uh, pinconning and Tri-City area for so long. Why wouldn't you? Good uh, good folks around town, it sounds like. Uh, more coming up on today's show. we got to answer some of your questions before we're all done, so stay right there. Here on Simply Financial, Walter Schorholt alongside Kevin Ray. More to get to.
0: need to make things hard on yourself keep listening to simply financial with kevin ray learn a simpler way
1: to invest time for my favorite part of the show the ending where i don't have to talk to kevin anymore no i'm just (laughs) uh it's the the mailbag portion of the program here on simply financial we always try to wrap in a couple of questions from folks like you on to the program each week and i've got a couple to throw your direction this time kevin Uh, If you're just tuning in and you want to ask a question to Kevin on a future show, you can always do that by going to InsightFolios.com. That's InsightFolios.com. Click on the listen button there. Uh, If you've got questions, we're happy to answer them here on the program. All right. First one comes to us from Andy in Esty. Andy says, Kevin, I've been told that I need to make sure I have a mortgage when I retire because that'll be the only tax deduction I'll have at that point. I've been paying extra on my house to have it paid off by the time I retire, but maybe I should slow down on that plan. What do you think?
2: Well, Andy, I am on the side of paying your house off, you know, and I like to see people when they're going into retirement have those major debts gone. And the reason is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. There is less of an income need when it comes to retirement. Think about it. If your mortgage is $1,000 per month, let's say, and your house is paid off. That's a thousand dollars per month less income needed in retirement. So we don't have to, you know, take uh, as much from whatever you've saved up until this time. And there's another reason too. And the other reason is with the new tax laws put into place, you probably cannot take your mortgage as a deduction anymore because they doubled the the tax exemption there from if you're married from 12 to 24 if you're single from 6 to 12 uh, roughly in in those estimates so I like the idea of paying your house off if you've been doing it you're on schedule for that um, Andy I think that's still a good idea and it just makes things simpler when you get in retirement that we don't have to plan for another 10 or 15 years of paying that house off at whatever payment that is a month. So I think you're doing the right thing. Go ahead. In my estimation, keep on doing what you've been doing. And if you have further questions, give me a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and figure that out one-on-one.
1: The number is always to call if you've got questions about your particular situation, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN or 888 885 7526 gets you there as well. One more question. This one uh, comes to us from Ellis. Ellis is writing in to us from Auburn and says, I'm 60 and I'd love to retire right now. I know I don't have enough money to last the rest of my life, but I should get a sizable inheritance from my mom whenever she passes. She's in her early 90s, so I don't expect her to be around that much longer. I don't want to make it sound like I'm just waiting for her to die because that's not the case at all. But do you think I'm safe to go ahead and retire with the expectation of getting money from her in the next decade.
2: Wow, that's a, that's a question. There, what was that? How, how did she put that? She, that? she should get a sizable inheritance, Walter.
1: Yeah, I should get a sizable inheritance from my mom whenever yeah. she passes.
2: Well, that's the that's the key right there. Should right? So there's no mm-hmm. guarantee that that's should have cousin would wouldas, right. Right, right. So think about this, um, Ellis. There's a lot of things that could happen in the next four, or five, three, four, or five years. For example. What happens if your mother's health, for whatever reason, goes down and she has to go into a nursing home? That could put a real dent into into your inheritance as you're putting it. If we think about it, I have a client right now. Her father's in a nursing home, and it's in Bay City area, and it's $90,000 per year. So let's say your mom had some kind of health issue where she had to do that, and she was there for three years with 250 or $300,000 gone now from that inheritance affect the way your retirement would be. And if the answer is yes, you need to sit down with an advisor and start putting together your retirement plan today. And this is going to give you a good idea on where you set. So without knowing the answer to a lot of the stuff that's going on, I really can't give you a good answer, Alice, but This, you know, putting your retirement based on you should receive an inheritance, I wouldn't go down that road. I want to make sure that you, when you get to retirement, you can make it through retirement and that you don't have the money issues. So come in, give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and work this out for you and run several different scenarios to see which way would work better for you. So just give us a call.
1: Yeah, that's again a number to call there for you, Ellis, or somebody in a similar situation where you, you've got an idea of how you're gonna get through retirement but maybe not uh, solid answers. Well, you can fix that. You can not have all these uh, you know question marks floating around in your retirement plan. You can get solid answers, and Kevin can help you discover those, make sure that you're planning properly for the future. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin serves you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and in Saginaw as well. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Call that number to get your own complimentary financial review with Kevin and the team. 888 888- 885 plan. Kevin, that's all the time that we have for on today's show. Enjoyed it as always. And we'll talk again next week. We'll talk then. All right. Enjoy your time until then. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. For Kevin Ray, I'm Walter Storholt. This has been Simply Financial.